This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Nope, it's not a joke. We've got a full show for you tonight. We've got baseball. We've got basketball. We've got the NFL. Oh, let's go to work. Join us at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, at Gordon Damer, at Hardest to ESPN, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Brian the Brain and Jake the Snake. We're here till Freddie and Fitz at midnight on 98.7 ESPN, New York. Gordon, oh Gordon. Larry, what's going on? I just wanted to make sure you're there. You know, we yes. haven't started at 10 o'clock in forever. <laughs> it, has been a, it has been a little while. It has. Uh, probably since the World Series. I think it's even before that. It feels like the entire baseball postseason. <laughs> That's true. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'd be doing a little better with a little solid, a more solid Nick performance, but uh, it is what it is, right? So, Gordon, here's the issue I have with the Knicks, and we'll take your calls at 1-800-919-3776 because I've been known, and I realize this, I've been known to, to ride this team kind of harshly. You know what I mean? I, I'm a little more understanding with the Mets because I have such a low bar. <laughs> for for what I expect from them. But the Knicks, I expected a little bit more. And here's the concern I have. Now, I realize that they're going to lose some games. That's number one. I got that. Number two, I understood that because of the offensive players that were brought here, that the defense was going to take a hit somewhat. And it's two consecutive games now, Gordon, where it looks like it's not just the it's not just the the scheme of the defense, but the effort. I mean, the guard people went by the Nick backcourt all night tonight in making easy baskets. Yeah, and it started right away, right? I mean, like the Knicks tonight played what you would say is an acceptable two and a half quarters. Uh, yeah, certainly not the first quarter. Certainly not the the lack the the back half of the the last quarter. So. That doesn't leave you a whole lot of room for wiggle room, and uh, it's, it's come back to bite them. Look, it, they're the type of team that we still think all the things that we thought before the season, but if you're not going to bring the intensity and bring the defensive effort that you saw last year, well, then they're not good enough to be able to kind of ride those performances out and get wins. Just because you've scored points doesn't mean that you don't have to play defense. And you look at the shoot, and really the shooting tonight was just – yeah, they didn't abysmal. have the offense either tonight. <laughs> no, <abysmal>. <laughs> Couldn't <laughs> I mean, hit a three. I mean, Kemba was 2 of 11. Yeah. yeah, Fournier 5 of 12. Barrett had a decent game. He was 8 of 20. He's the bright spot. He's the if bright you spot. Run, if you want to look at the positive sides, R.J. Barrett is that. And it certainly seems like he is quickly developing into the Knicks' best player. Everything else in the outside of that, though, seems like a pretty big negative tonight. Now, Gordon, uh, help me out here. Does it look like that now the Knicks have totally gone away from Julius Randle? I mean, I understand that you don't need to you don't need him to dominate the offense, but I think that maybe on some nights where you're not really scoring, maybe you run some plays to see if he can get going, and maybe now with him getting going and you run the offense through him, you, he gets the double teams, maybe that makes your shot selection a little bit. It just looks like for the last couple of games, he hasn't been involved. Yeah, but it seems like he's been struggling with it too, though, right? Like, it seems like it's a, it's a lot t- – you know, like last year, throughout the entire season, 
he would have tough shots to hit and he would hit them, right? Like most, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not saying all the time, but, you know, most nights he, he would find a way to hit tough shots. He has not been hitting those tough shots. You know, 6 of 16 tonight, 0 of, uh, 0 of 2 from 3. So um, I do think the defenses are still focusing on him. Uh, and tonight was a rough night for him overall. So, you know, maybe you're trying to, to get the, the defense to kind of focus on other guys, and eventually you would think that you can come back to Randall, but that has not been the case here the last couple of nights. But, I mean, Randall being 6 of 16, that's <laughs> he's one of the that's one of the bigger bright spots tonight when you got Kemba shooting, what was it, 2 of, uh, two two of, of 11, 11 and Fournier, mm-hmm. 1 of 5 from 3, and – you know, outside of Derrick Rose and R.J. Barrett, there was a top and had some had some offense as well, but uh, not a lot of offense tonight. And to go with a, a first quarter, you're outscored by uh, what was it 36-22. Mm-hmm. That was you know, anytime you play an entire NBA game and you don't ever have a lead, that's a bad night. It's not good. <laughs> no, it's easy to see why they lost tonight, right? Like it's no, not no it's, it's not difficult. No, no, and. Also, take your cap off to the Pacers. They came yeah. out on fire. They were like, they had lost some games, Gordon, and they came out like, we're not losing tonight. No. <laughs> we're in the shots. Well, I mean, the Knicks couldn't hit, and Miles Turner couldn't miss. I mean, yeah. he was unbelievable tonight. I didn't, I didn't think that he was that good of a three-point shooter, and maybe uh, most nights he's not, but he was tonight. <laughs> yeah. Ne- he, neither did he. He. Had more, <laughs> he had more threes than the Knicks. I know. I know. Seven of ten from three. Uh, and he's 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 been a, a good three pointer, but Gord, not like this. No, not he's he's not, not a seventy percent. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't think so. No, not at all. So listen, the Knicks have, uh, and and you know, as you heard with uh, Tibbs on the post game here on ninety eight seventy ESPN, he was not happy. And so tomorrow, uh, he'll be crunching video on the plane ride back, and tomorrow they will be in a film skull session. And listen, they, they have the Milwaukee Bucks on Friday in the game you hear right here on 98.7 ESPN. And Gordon, listen, Milwaukee struggled a little bit too. They've not gotten off to the tough to, to a really good start. They've been struggling. So listen, if the Knicks can bounce back and, and get you know a win uh, against Milwaukee, that would be a good thing. Yeah, I, I look, very tough. Uh, you were kind of hoping to be able to get one of these. And, and look, they started 5-1. and one, They're 5-3. and three. As they pointed out in the broadcast tonight, there was a large stretch last year where they were under 500. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took a while for it to kind of come together. And they've had a lot of, had a lot of changes this year as well in terms mm-hmm. of the roster and, and improvements. So um, it, it'll be wa- interesting to watch that. You know, they made some improvements this past offseason to improve the overall offensive output. And what impact is that going to have on the defense? And at least, you know, for a couple of these games, you have seen the warts of that. Hopefully, the, the difference tonight is that you didn't get the offense either. So you're yeah. still 5-3. and three. Uh, It's disappointing. You'd like to see it, um, you know, uh, that's a game that you thought going in you'd have a shot and you really didn't. Um, look, it got to, I think it was like 97, 92 or 96, 91. Mm-hmm. With, it was mm-hmm. like a five point game with like six minutes yeah. to go. But then when the Pacers had to put the hammer down, they put the hammer down. So yeah. that's not the kind of performance that you were looking for tonight. Well, the thing is you couldn't get stops and, and no. you're not used to seeing no. this Nick team that way. Even, 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 okay. With all the issues they had in the first quarter and everything, which as you mentioned during the broadcast, how, how many times were we told about just, Listen, you know, there's no lead safe in the NBA. So you're figuring, okay, if they get a couple – if they play Nick defense for a stretch of three to five minutes, Gordon, which usually leads to turnovers and fast breaks and momentum and building, 
they find a way to steal this game. They just were never able to get stops for consistency for a consistent amount of times down the floor against this Pacer team, and that's why they lost. Yeah, and that's the one thing you're supposed to be able to count on, right? I mm-hmm. mean, if that if that's your staple, it really has not been a staple so far this year. No, it hasn't. It really uh, hasn't. So uh, that's that's something that's uh, look. It's it's they they make eight games into a season. It's a very long season. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, I'm just kind of looking at the numbers. They were 20 and 21 last year through 41 games, yeah. which was more than half the season last year because they only played the 72. So mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a little bit of a work in progress. Maybe the only good thing is we don't have to hear Bing Bong anytime soon here after <laughs> you know the way that's been <laughs> driven into the ground. So. Uh, looking for the bro- you know me, Larry. I'm always looking for the positives. That's mm-hmm. what I'm all about. Yeah, I know. And a couple of times, uh, because of the way the Knicks were playing, I peeked in on the Nets and Hawks, which I thought was going to be a better game. I, I, I really did. And, and you know, the reason why it wasn't a great game, give the Nets credit. They just they they found a way to take uh, Trey Young right out of this game. Talk about the bad shooting. It was six of twenty-two, two of six from the field. He had twenty-one points. He had ten assists. But uh, listen. Kevin Durant reminded everybody just how good he really is. 32 points in 36 minutes, Gordon. It's not bad. That'll that'll play, right? 32 points in 36 minutes, and he was just unstoppable. 13 of 20. And that's the thing that you really respect about him is his efficiency. He don't take a lot of shots. He doesn't need a lot of shots to put points on the board. Yeah, it's still a little strange to see Harden still struggling, though. A little bit, yeah. 5 of 14, 5 of 11 from 3. Yeah, it is. It is. I figure that uh, look, I understand he had the the, the hamstring last year, and the, you know all the the things that they said he couldn't really play in the summer, and you know he's behind a little bit in terms of where he would ordinarily be. But you know the reason why we all thought the Nets were were going to be fine, and look, they're five and three, and I'm I'm sure that they will be fine overall, at least in the short term. When, mm-hmm. when the whole stuff with Kyrie came down was because well, you still got Harden, you still got Durant, Durant's mm-hmm. been Durant, but you know you need Harden at some point to kind of step up as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and you know he'll get he'll get back into shape eventually, and then he'll be able to get his jumper going. He showed some signs here, you know, put the ball between his legs, his signature move. He was able to hit some threes tonight, so that's encouraging. And, and listen, if you're a Nets fan, Gordon, you're happy. You you don't have Kyrie, you don't have James Harden in James Harden shape, and as you mentioned, you still won five of your eight games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't think anybody was ever really concerned about the Nets unless you had, like, a, some sort of significant injury to Kevin Durant. I think they're going to be fine because he's just that great. But, um, yeah, I mean, you you know, it's not the same, though, right? Like, the Knicks have expectations of maybe being able to win a playoff series. The yeah. Nets' expectations, they're not – you don't get to go down from there, right? Like, their no. expectations are still world championship, and there's a long way to go before that, but – um, at least so far, you know, they're taking care of business. I, th- I think they'll be fine in the short term. I agree. I agree. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM at Gordon Damer. Gordon, let's talk to some folks, shall we? Let's do it. Spike's in St. Pete. Hey, Spike, you're up first on ESPN New York tonight. Well, good to talk to my guys here. It's always a pleasure. And uh, now i got to get to the game. Uh, you don't have to answer the questions for me, Larry. My eye's good enough. The, the rebounds, assists, and turnovers are real close. You can't. You can't let Miles Turner make seven 
people in shots. If he's in the park on a Sunday, he's on his ass after the third one. I know you're shaking your head. You can't let him do that. He's unencumbered. You can't do that. The Knicks I, are but, Spike, do you think that, like, you know, do you think that they were like, hey, we have to take that away? Because Again, I don't know that he's that great. A, I don't think it's unfair to expect that he's going to start missing some of those three-pointers at some point. I mean, he was just unconscious tonight. All right, but my, Gordon, what I said was after the third make, three out of three, he's in rhythm. And they were late coming back. It was the same corner. The guy is basically known as a shot blocker and defensive player, the putback guy. He never misses a game. He's probably shooting one out of three, thirty-three percent, which is underperforming. But when you play ball, and we've all played ball, I did it when Lincoln was president. He makes three in a row from the same spot. You got to do something. You gotta do something. Listen, I was—I uh, told you, Larry, in a message this afternoon. If Brogdon plays, it's going to be tough. That's a mm-hmm. good backcourt with Levert and Brogdon. It is. But it is. It's going to suffer. This is going to suffer because you sold out uh, the defense. Okay, and they, I don't think the Knicks made 30%. I, I'll look it up tomorrow. I don't want to waste the time. Let all the boys call tonight. It'll be interesting to hear. But something's happened on the weak side with Julius Randle. You brought it up in the opening, Larry. There's something's happened there. I'm trying to figure it out, and I probably will uh, tomorrow talking to my buddy. But he seems to be – he's in deeper than he comes out. He's mm-hmm. hesitating. He's – Something's off with the flow of the ball, and that's expected after, what is it, the eight games? You know, yeah. uh, Kemba yeah. plays in spurts. Rose had a pretty good game. Uh, Barrett is improved. Uh, his offense is improved, but he still Much turns improved. the ball over. It was a bad effort. They never win that game. It was wire to wire, right? Yeah, it was. So They did trail wire to wire, yep. Yep. So, Spike, yeah. when you and our CCI, CCNY alum get together, here's what I want yeah. you to do tomorrow. Do you think, here's the thought process for you, all right? And thanks for the phone call, my friend. Do you think that what the Knicks should have done, because clearly by what they did, by Turner hitting the threes, Gordon, now you pull Mitchell Robinson away from the basket. So now when people get beat, there's nobody there to help them. So they should be a lot. Yep. So should they have switched and let's say whoever's playing the four, Okay, if it's Julius Randle, let Randle defend the three-point shooter and defend your rim. And if, if he hits the three, okay, I'll, I'll live with him hitting the three because he hit the three anyway. <laughs> so if he's going to hit the three, I'll live with him hitting the three, but I don't want the easy baskets because eventually, Gordon, he, you're thinking he's going to miss. So I was waiting for that adjustment where, okay, you, you keep pulling my guy away from the basket and and the players are not making the adjustment. They're getting beat. Fournier was like a turnstile tonight in a number of occasions. I think that was one of the things they probably should have done. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were giving up both. <laughs> you yeah. got to so, be so able to take, to take one of them away. away. Right. And their offense wasn't very good either. So it was uh, kind of a perfect storm tonight. It really was. Doug's in Long Island. He's next on 98.7. Hey, Doug. Hey, guys. How are you? How you doing this evening? Hey, Doug. Hey, you know, you guys are so right. I, I know years ago when uh, I introduced my young son to kids and they were playing the Knicks and he said, sandbag legs. He said, dirty sandbag. I was like, what are you talking about, coach? He said, the guys were slow to the ball. And that's what it looked like tonight. It looked like 
guys just couldn't cut off people during penetration. It was kind of strange. Usually it happens a little later in the season, mm-hmm. but it was just one of those days. And I got to tell you that I think this, this piece with Julius is just my opinion, my humble opinion, is that it's taken him a while to become the number one guy again. And now everyone got into his head saying, look, you've got to now give up the ball because they're loading you. So he's trying to make a lot. So he's trying to find himself. When you've been a number one guy, Julius Randle was always the biggest, fastest, strongest kid up to Kentucky. And then he was kind of lost in the NBA, came to the Knicks. And I can tell you this. I witnessed this when Steve told him, you're going to have tough times in the game, but you're going to be a star here. Give me two or three years. And it's like it's prophetic. And the same thing he said about R.J. Bell. He said he's going to learn how to score the ball again. It's going to take him a couple of years. And I'm watching the stuff saying, he looks, R.J. looks really good. And then, he mm-hmm. says, and then I'll just look before I let you go and Kevin Durant. And he realized that Billy and I had told him to say, I was getting, we were talking after the game. I said, Kevin, I'm going to tell you this. And this guy's had some hellacious plays, but he tells me that you're one of the hardest thing working guys he's ever seen. So between he and Russ, he said those two guys were harder than anybody he ever had. So I know Kevin will work it out. I know James will get in shape. And I'm really happy with the Nick progress overall. You know, you're going to have a game like that. Mm-hmm. You don't shoot the ball well. We're shooting lights out the other night. In the beginning, the uh, chickens came home to roost. Yeah, it did. Doug, show, your, your line's messing up, so we're going to have to let you go. But I hear what you're saying. At least, at least tonight, Gord, you didn't have to worry about not holding a lead. <laughs> nope. Didn't have to. Didn't have to worry about that. That was one thing you could cross off the to-do list tonight. Yeah, that, that was one thing that, you know, was really, really struggling. Let me ask you this. Are you starting yes. to get a little bird, a little bit worried about quickly? A little bit. I know about – I'm, I'm ready to – I'm, I'm waiting. It's probably written somewhere. I'm hearing sophomore jinx in the back of my head, you know, that, that adjustment yeah. in the second year. And it's crazy because you look at how Toppin has – they, 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 they switched roles. Yeah, You know, Toppin right. is the that's guy that's got more confidence. He's going to the basket. He feels comfortable. And here's the best thing about Toppin. He's not shooting that three, Gordon. He, he, he's faking the three, and he's going to the basket. So I love mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah. Quickly, I think, is he's thinking too much, and he's dribbling a lot. He's dribbling a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'm getting a little concerned. And I, he, just needs to, he just needs to play. Gordon, that's what he did last year. He just played. And now it's yeah. almost like he's thinking a lot. You right, know? and he's struggling so much. It's tough for him to get minutes. Yeah, you know, exactly. you're not gonna get you're not gonna get 20 minutes if you're playing like he's been playing so far this year. No, and and the fact that RJ's improved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the you know that's the big thing though. I mean, if you were to list up the concerns and and the things that you like about this next season, you know, take out the record, the mm-hmm. fact that RJ has taken this pretty sizable step forward. Yeah, he has. I mean, that's the biggest headline about the team. That more so than the you know the blown fourth quarters or a couple of bad performances. That's the thing that you really. I mean, that's about as good a news as you could get coming into the season. That R.J. Barrett is now kind of establishing himself in this third year as maybe the Knicks' best player. Putting the ball on the deck, going to the basket strong, confident in the threes. Uh, defense, you know, defense has been good. Uh, you know, he he's really played well. You can see the improvement and. The attitude has changed too, Gordon. <laughs> yeah. He's got a little attitude with him now when he goes to the basket and do something. So, you know, that's good. Now the next step for him is to start to incorporate other people, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I see you're going to the basket, but as you start to, you know, when you cool off a little bit, you see somebody open, 
okay, let's dish the ball over there. You'll get it back. You're the hot guy. We got it. But now that and that's what I think is what Doug was really talking about with Julius. It's like he wants to be the guy to make sure everybody gets involved. But you also have to make sure that you get involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he's having trouble doing that right now. No question. No question. Robert's in Tennessee. He's next, Gordon. Hey, Robert. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? His last caller had a bunch of um, good points. Um, but anytime when you get outscored by 11 behind the arc, I mean, that's a recipe for a disaster. And that's what happened here. We shot 20% from behind the arc. And that's just not going to win games when you get outscored by 11 from behind the arc. And, and that's all I had, guys. Um, first time caller, first time um, always a listener. Um, but uh, what you guys think? Well, first of all, we want you to call again. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, yeah. Look, you could the when you are being outshot by three, that's never a good thing. And the other part about this, Gordon, was the lack of challenge at the three. See, look, if you're gonna have threes, obviously, you know, you got to at least, you know, give put a hand up on occasion. And they would just, they just seemed to be a step slow. They moved the Pacers moved the ball well. And I don't mean to take a lot of stuff away from the Pacers and how they played because they played very well. But it's just that, Gordon, we have expectations with what we've seen from this Nick team defensively, right? And so when you don't see that, okay, we're happy with the threes. We're happy that they're among the leaders in shooting threes. We're happy with the offense. We're happy with the fact that R.J. Barrett's improved. We're happy with the things we've seen offensively. But you didn't want it to come at a big sacrifice defensively and I'm sure look the best part about this is like you said it's a game so they got plenty of time to to straighten it out but that's just the concern that you have about it because you're not used to seeing it yeah and it's the thing that you, you're you're still kind of hoping to be able to count on right I mean that was mm-hmm. the strength of the team last year you improved the offense with a couple of new players and and you're hoping you're going to be able to to match up and 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 in more ways and have more paths to a victory but you just take a look at it I mean Outside of maybe the Sixers win, right? They held them mm-hmm. under a hundred. I don't know if they've held anybody else under a hundred this year. Yeah. So it's got to get it's got to get worked out. I'm sure it's not. Uh, I'm sure when it got brought up to Tom Thibodeau in the post game, it was not a surprise. <laughs> no, no, it was no, not. No. no, it was not. And uh, what they will have to do tomorrow will not be a surprise either. <laughs> yeah, it should not be. Should not be to them. No, and they and if they're showering like. Oh, it's going to be a long practice tomorrow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, said our hustlers work is never through. We make it because we make it moves. It's ESPN New York tonight to on 987 ESPN. Hardy Damer until midnight. You know, Gordon, when I got up this morning, I said, woof. It's really football season now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know, I uh, will take a walk in the morning, you know, just get some steps into my day. And, uh, yeah, today <laughs> today it was fall. No question. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ooh. <laughs> a fitting, a, a nice day to remind me that the World Series is over. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I'll, I'll ask uh, either Alexa or Google what the weather is before mm-hmm. I go out. And they'll always, you know, tell you me. The, and when it started with a 30 today, I said, ah, you know, I had a couple of expletives thrown back at uh, Google this morning. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, I had some expletives, too. And uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later. But just to tease it, 
Uh, I'm reading the post that Mike Puma had an exclusive on the uh, apparently Francisco Lindor <laughs> grabbing Jeff McNeil by the throat uh, when they were doing the that, that whole situation. The raccoon and the squirrel yeah, the, thing, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, for me, you know, I, that's important. Okay, I get it. People want to know the details about it. Gordon, for me, when am I getting the president of baseball operations? When am I getting the general manager? When am I getting a manager? The World Series is over. This is what I need to know. So, so while that's, you know, I got it. We want to know the details about it. Okay, that's very low <laughs> on my list of priorities for the Mets. I've just witnessed the the team in my division yeah. go from from not knowing how to win games, from being not from not even being able to see what five hundred looked like to winning a world championship. They I need to know where 50, we're going from here. They on. were fifty one and fifty four at the trade deadline. That's unbelievable. Without Acuna Jr. They and and they were in fourth place on July sixth, fourth place, fourth. Who was who was in first place then? <laughs> I don't want to tell you, Larry. <laughs> I don't want to tell you. Oh, back to the phones. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Roscoe's in Brooklyn. Hey, Roscoe, you're next on ninety eight seven. Larry, man, what's going on? Long time don't talk to. This this is my whole my whole pet peeve right now with the Knicks, and we mm-hmm. you know, we doing our thing, but. What happened to the D? Like what happened? What happened to our last year's defense? What happened to keeping teams at a certain percentage? Last year we did a great job. I think we were like second or third at at field goal percentage with other teams. It's like this year, and I get it. Like Obi popping, he's playing spectacular. I, I feel like everybody worked on their game to improve, but then forgot about the defense. And I mean, the coach, where is he? Like it's, it's, oh, you, where it's, is it, Roscoe? You don't hear him. <laughs> you don't hear him screaming, do I hear him? yelling, do, do I telling hear people him? to move defensively and whatnot. You don't hear him. It's it's and then, and then I'm I, real quick, Larry. Do you yeah. think that that the whole bringing over um, Kemba has given quickly maybe like some like hesitant on maybe maybe something's not you know maybe something's not generally because you know Kemba Kemba he he can be one of those like. You know, not some, you know, you know, cocky type of uh, uh, players, and and maybe you know he's letting it known that you know he's the number one, and now quickly it's behind um, Rose. So it's like, you know, like, could you think? Do you think something has to do with that? I'm gonna let you go with that. All right, Roscoe. Thanks for checking in. No, I don't think so, because really, quickly he's got the same role he had last year. Gordon, he was behind yep. Alfred Payton. He played alongside Rose. They brought Rose in to help mentor him and teach him the offense and everything. So I think he's in the same position. The thing is, he's not as effective. And listen, here's the one consistent thing about Tom Thibodeau. (laughs) If you're not playing good defense and you're having trouble scoring, you're sitting. (laughs) You're sitting. And he's sitting right now. Yeah, and it's like the chicken and the egg, right? Like, I can't play better unless I have more minutes. Well, you can't have more minutes until you play better. So. Mm Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be kind of and, – and unfortunately, the person who controls whether or not you play, I mean, he's got the hammer, right? So yeah. if, if, you're, if you're not going to play better when you are in there, you're not going to get those minutes. Yeah, he just looks – he just looks tentative now, you know? He does, yeah. Looks real tentative. He didn't look like that last year. He had a little swagger to him. 
Yeah, I mean, and you maybe it is part of it is when they got Rose, you know, his his role kind of got diminished a little bit, and now that they got Kemba, I mean, mm-hmm. Kemba's going to play. Rose is certainly going to play. Yeah. Um. So so maybe that is playing on him a little bit, but you know, he's got to get over that. He does. He does. Jan's in Yonkers. Hey, Jan, you're next on ninety eight seven. Because uh, I'm supposed to be talking. Jan, Jan, you are supposed to be talking. Yeah, you are, and we're waiting to hear what you got to say. (laughs) Hi, how you doing? Hi, hey Jan, long time. Hi, how you doing? How's it going? I'm not doing too good as a Knicks fan tonight. All right, what's wrong? Well, I'll tell you why. Um. First of all, they're taking too many three-point shots. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, three threes. They had 24 threes the first game of the season against the Boston Celtics. Oh, oh, my wrong. Was it the second game? Okay. What happened to the mid-range jumpers, guys? What happened to or uh, driving to the hoop and drawing fouls? If the three-point shot isn't working, well, there are other ways to score. And I'm confused about why Tom hasn't addressed that to the team if the three ball isn't, isn't working, there's other ways to score. So can you? Uh, what are your ideas about that? What are your, th- your thoughts about that? Thank you for taking my call. All right, Jan, Love thanks me. for checking in. Um, Gordon, I, am, I guarantee you that a defensive mind like Tom Thibodeau has addressed what you should do with the threes. And he talks about it a lot in that he says – I understand that they don't go in all the time as long as it's a shot in rhythm. And I just think when you hit threes the way they did, and remember, they started this game, the top team hitting threes in the NBA. Right. You have that confidence. Off, right. Yeah, yeah. You know it's going to level off. And the other thing is, Gordon, you think the next one's going in. <laughs> right. I mean, and, and look, the, the main culprit tonight was Kemba because he was 0 of 5, yeah. but he was 2 of 11 for overall. So it wasn't like the other shots were falling either. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 that's kind of the game that it is now. I mean, like if you're not hitting threes to start the game, you, you, you got, you got to get, you got to get hot, shoot to get hot. Uh, and, and you do kind of hope that the next one does go down. Now I'm not saying just keep throwing them and uh, throwing them away, but mm-hmm. they shot 24 threes tonight. Um, yeah. that's not, you know, uh, the, the, uh, Indiana shot 41 of them. Yeah. Just the problem was they shot a whole lot better percentage than the Knicks did. Yeah, they took more and they hit better. And it's <laughs> like, what, like, what do you expect the Knicks to do? Just be like, all right, well, you know, we've played two quarters and we're not hitting threes that well tonight, so let's just stop shooting them. Yeah. <laughs> you know we're what done. I mean? Like, that's just not the way it works. I, now, you might might not take as many in the second half, but I think you're going to kind of stick. We're missing them right now. We have guys that can make them. we got to keep shooting them. You're right, and that's what they did. <laughs> And they were hoping they would get hot. And, <laughs> and, they and listen, Barrett took Barrett was going to the basket. Yep. So he was one guy that, that took and, the, and that's another part of his game. I mean, we talk about how much he's improved. Remember, like, was it two years ago? Was it last year when people, oh, you know, both. he goes to the basket, no explosion, blah, blah, blah. No finish. All right, no finish. Rolls around, comes out. <laughs> Not this year. Not this year. Not this year. Lee's in Manhattan. Hey, Lee, you're next on 98.7. Brother Larry, Gordon. Lee. Glad the World Series is over so we could talk to each other at 10 o'clock at night, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're glad, we're, we're glad too. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you. Listen, let me tell you about the problem I, I see with our Knicks. I mean, and it's too, it's early in the season. I'm, I'm enjoying my, I'm enjoying our start. I'm enjoying my five and three. 
okay? want to ask you if you think that it's too early for Tibbs to maybe experiment with a couple of things. One, you moved Barrett down to a three spot, okay? And because of the fact that you, you've done this, you now have four offensive weapons on the floor, which means you have really no rim protection at all, okay? As far as Robinson, Noel, glad to see him back in the game. Do you think that maybe it's a possibility? And this is just a suggestion. I mean, just a thought I want to throw out at you guys. Think about putting either Fournier or Kimber in this, as, as part of the second unit, only to have another big man up front put Barrett back at the two spot, okay, so that we can have some rim protection. Because these three-pointers, if, if you didn't hear Ed and Brendan talking, uh, the Knicks outscored Indiana in the paint in this game, even though they lost. Although the Knicks are leading the NBA in, in, in three-pointers, that's not the Knicks' makeup, okay? That's not the Knicks' makeup. And as we all know, you live by the three, you die by the three, okay? So give me your thoughts on that, gentlemen. Always right, a pleasure. Same here, Lee. Thanks for the phone call. It, it's the NBA now. And one of the things that the Knicks felt, and Gordon, I know you and I both agreed, we talked about it last year, is that this team needed some more three-point makers. Absolutely. And when you look at and when you think about how this team was last year offensively, they worked really hard. I mean, really hard. Everything was – it was a grind. <laughs> it was just – it was – you were drenched just watching them. They worked so hard with the offense. Yes, I know what you're saying. If you live by the three, you die by the three. And this was one of the nights that the threes weren't working. And yet they did do well in the painted area. I, I'm not ready, Lee. I hear what you're saying. And, Gordon, you, I'll get your thoughts in a second. I'm not ready to make all those changes to the lineup yet because it's too early in the season. Uh, the only person I'm – if I did something like that, I would have to say I would rather Fournier come off the bench, Gordon, because I think he's the weakest link defensively of the starting five. So if I was going to make that adjustment and do something, I might move him. But I'm not ready to make a move like that yet. I'm, I'm just not. It's only eight games. I'll tell you one thing I'm not doing is I'm not moving R.J. Barrett anywhere. He, he, he's the guy right now, and, and, that, and this is the guy that I want him to develop into. So he's staying right where he is. Absolutely. He's, he's, he does, we're not going to punish him. <laughs> no, right, right. He's the one that's working great. I, 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 don't, I, I can fix other things. I'm not fixing that. Gordon, why is it that no matter how hard we try, we can't get away from COVID in sports? Gordon, no matter how hard we try, we can't do it. Aaron Rodgers, what are you doing? And then locally, Saquon Barkley, a couple of Giants, as if they don't have enough problems with electronics. Now they've got issues there. We'll talk a little football next on 98.7 ESPN.
Carson Wentz is unvaccinated, right? That's been noted. And every time I've seen him on the sideline, he's wearing a mask, right? When he comes off the field, he puts a mask on. When he goes to shake hands after the game, he has a mask on. Rodgers hasn't done any of that in the public. I don't know what he's doing behind closed doors. The unvaccinated players will have to wear masks in the facility when they're in meetings and things like that. We don't know what he's doing there, but when he's in the public and in places just like Carson Wentz is wearing a mask, Rodgers is not wearing Rob Domofsky, who covers the Green Bay Packers for us at the ESPN. Juan Greeny today here on 98.7 ESPN. It's Hardesty and Damer until midnight on 98.7. And Gordon, once again, here we have a scenario. And now Aaron Rodgers, well, we know for sure he won't play next week. Here's his head coach, Matt LaFleur. Uh, Aaron vaccinated. I'm not going to get into any of our coaches or players' vaccination status. I really don't know. I just know that he won't be available this week, and then we've got a great opponent we're going against, and then we'll address next week when we get there. Gordon, this is, I mean, (laughs) here we go again, Gordon. That's all I'm going to say. Here we go again. Yeah, and uh, look, uh, the the fact that he's unvaccinated, the fact that he clearly lied about it. People talking, oh, well, you know, he kind of talked. No, he lied about it. He said he was immunized so that people would assume that he had been vaccinated. He's not been vaccinated. So he uh, he clearly lied. Um, Now, look, he might have got, you know, you can still get COVID even if you are vaccinated. So he might have missed the game anyway. Uh, so that that doesn't really concern me as much, but it, it almost feels like Rogers knows that if he came out and said that he was unvaccinated, that people would have been on him because it's dumb to be unvaccinated at this point. And mm-hmm. uh, that's why he said what he said to kind of talk around the problem, hope that nobody would find out. And they found out. Yep, they found out. And and worse than that, he got COVID. So right. <laughs> so which is which is, you know, you're rolling the dice. Right. And the bad thing is, under league protocol, and this is what's so weird, right, going with the league protocol. So we know that if, if he's unvaccinated, test positive, he must quarantine for 10 days. Can't return until November 13th at the earliest if he remains asymptomatic. So now what happens to him for this going on? No, you can't find him. Nothing happens. Well, I don't. I mean, has it been proven that he was breaking protocols? I don't know. I don't know what the protocols are. Do you have to wear a mask on the sidelines? It would seem silly. You're outside. You're spaced right. out. You know that right. type of stuff. That doesn't really mm-hmm. seem to be any transfer. You know, if, if playing football kind of was a was a spreader event. Uh, I think we would know that by now. But yes. Um. I, I mean, but look, he he's definitely going to miss this game. There's at least a possibility he misses the next game. Like the the soonest that he can come back is the 13th, but it would not be all that surprising that he, you know, one extra day. So now Mm -hmm. you're talking about missing two games for a guy who was, I think at last check, was number two or number three in the MVP voting this year. And is just coming off an maybe one of his best performances of all time was shorthanded, losing guys because of COVID. So Mm -hmm. who knows where this is? I mean, could you imagine being LaFleur at this point and thinking to yourself, you know, we got this great season. We're rolling along. Mm -hmm. We're stacking up these wins. We want to get to a Super Bowl. You, you lose a couple of games. You know, it's not inconceivable. The, the line went from, I think it was Packers minus one to Chiefs minus eight. I, I don't know wow. if that's correct, wow. but I, I want to say that that's what the last line I saw was. I'll check it again. But, that, I mean, that's a, that just shows you how huge of a, of a loss that is for the Packers. Promo code Gordon on that game? 
Uh, I wish I would have gotten in at minus, you know, I wish I would have gotten the Chiefs at minus one. If I could have gotten that, because they didn't look all that great uh, no, you know, Monday Giants. night. No, no they, they did, did not. not. They did no, not. They didn't. they didn't. They didn't. Okay, it's it's down to seven and a half. But still, I'm yeah. pretty sure it was Packers um, either minus or plus one, and now it's Packers plus seven and a half, so more than a touchdown. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? The best punishment for the Packers – the name that I saw that might very possibly play for them at quarterback is Blake Bortles. So oh. that's the best punishment out of all of this. Now you're going to maybe very well possibly have a game where Jordan Love is so bad that you get to see Blake Bortles as your starting quarterback. How about that? How best about that? punishment of all. And, and here's the other thing about that, Gordon. You don't know if you're going to have Aaron Rodgers next season, right? There's right. no guarantee. None. You don't know. <laughs> And which is why they weren't going to say anything to him this season. They were lucky to have him. <laughs> they were like, well, that just shows you, like, he he clearly has the run of the show. Right? He's running like, things. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, we talk about KD and Kyrie when they were – I think Aaron Rodgers is clearly running things even better. Even oh, better no than question. Kyrie. Yeah. Oh, there's no question. He, there's no question. And he's, you know, what, uh, Aaron, please don't go. Aaron, please. Yeah. Please <laughs> stay. I mean, yep. Well, he is that great. There's no question. There's no question. And here's the other thing. And, and, you know, this is obviously more serious because we're talking about, you know, a spreading disease. But Gordon hasn't always been that way with, with players, right? The better players, there's always a different rule of thumb for the better players on the team. I don't care what the sport is. Right. Well, the fact that it's all these quarterbacks, right? Yeah. It's, it's Kirk Cousins. It's Rodgers. I'm sure there's yeah. some other ones as well. I mean, and yep. now you got to question even the ones that said that they were vaccinated. Maybe it's they're true. lying. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's quite possible. Yeah. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, close to home, the Giants have one of the, their running backs coach has tested for it, tested positive, and now they've placed Saquon Barkley and safety Xavier McKinney on the reserve COVID-19 list. So as uh, our Jordan run-on report. So, you know, as if, I mean, the Giants just can't get a break, Gordon. I mean, injuries. I mean, Barkley's already out Barkley. with injury. I mean, and, Barkley must just feel like he is living in a bad dream. You know, to, to have that simple play, twist the ankle, miss more time after missing all, you know, basically all of last season. And now this, where he's, he's finally starting to look like he might be on the horizon mm-hmm. to get back. And now you got to deal with this, and you and he's vaccinated, right? He's vaccinated now. Yeah. It, now look, maybe this won't turn out. It seems like when you're vaccinated, you can get back a whole lot quicker than when you're unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. Hopefully mm-hmm. for his sake. I mean, this guy deserves a break at this point, and he does. It, it's a shame that, you know, I was not in favor of it. I don't think anyone really was at the station in favor of making that move. But you do mm-hmm. have to feel for a guy who's as good a player when he's on the field. He just can't get on the field, and this one, I mean, is completely not his fault, or at least doesn't seem like it. Now, Gordon, you and I were chatting. Um, maybe last week, and we were talking about uh, Daniel Jones, right? And I was saying, you know, Daniel Jones hasn't done anything. This game, Monday night, Gordon, that interception, a couple of plays, he he took a step back a little bit, I think, in this game. Didn't he? Yeah, I, I mean, I almost find it hard to really judge him. I mean, like, look at what he's got to work with. I mean, we all thought last year, right, like we have to upgrade the weapons. His weapons this year are worse. At least last year he had Slayton and he had Sterling Shepard. I they mean, played. They were available. Right? 
Right. <laughs> I mean, last year it was so bad. We're like, they really got to focus on Evan Ingram. You know what I mean? Like, we were, like, desperate for any kind of playmakers. And you thought this offseason, well, Kenny Galladay, you got Saquon coming back. You got Shepard. He's now going to be in the, in the slot. You got Slayton for the big plays down the field. I almost feel, and, and even the offensive line, losing Andrew Thomas, that might be the biggest or one of the biggest losses of them all. So yeah. I, I, I still believe that even if he just kind of stays at this kind of course, I think that they are not going to cut bait on Daniel Jones after this season. And, and look, we all judge quarterbacks. I almost feel like it's impossible to judge him. He, what does he have to work with? Yeah, it's true. It's true. But, I mean, just the – you know, you can't take a sack in those situations. No, no, no I mean, I'm that saying? was a terror. I mean, you, know, you I, can't. I, I can't think of it. Maybe, you, I mean, you, you might remember better than I do. I don't remember a game where it was, you know, team kicks a field goal, takes a lead. The other team gets the ball back, and the drive is basically sack, 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 game over. <laughs> I don't I remember that. I don't ever remember that. <laughs> I mean, usually you get a first down, you're driving, you know, it's going to come down to this play or that play. Maybe there's a penalty, maybe there's it. I mean, it's just, uh, it was like boom, 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 game over. It was. And against the Chiefs defense. This was awful. Their defense is awful. Terrible. It's Terrible. awful. And yeah, I get that you lost a couple of, I get that you lost Tony again oh, in the game. I know, I another you huge lost, loss, right? I, I mean, they just can't Shepherd get anybody again. healthy and keep them healthy. It's brutal. I, you know, yeah, just that you keep losing guys. They uh, they they lost so many receivers they couldn't trade Evan Ingram. How about yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Well, I don't know necessarily that I would trust the people running things to make any trades. Like sometimes, like yeah, when you when your true. kids are trying to help you and they just keep making it worse. At some point, you look at them and you say, you know what? Just leave everything alone. Just leave everything right. where it is, and I'll take it from here. <laughs> Someone within the Giants, maybe they're thinking to themselves, you know what, guys, you've done enough. Let's uh, I'll take it from here. No. No, that and, and I listen as a giant fan. I, I would understand that you you got to be you just have to be so frustrated. And then for Joe Judge to talk about the which we haven't talked the about this, so we go talk oh. the headsets and not not just for this game, Gordon. All season the headsets have had an issue. Home and away the headsets have had an issue. You ever been arguing with your wife and you say something that's true, but you just realize you put yourself in it even further than what you were? I mean, yeah. him saying it's been a problem all season makes the Giants as an organization look even worse than they have been. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, of course, the, the company says, well, we have no knowledge of this. So you didn't tell them you're having trouble with it? Could right. somebody tell them the headphones aren't working? Well, remember oh. when McAdoo had his own little walkie-talkie on the sideline? Maybe that's, that's right. what they got to do. Right. Bring out your own walkie. Bring the kids' t- walkie-talkie <laughs> from the house. They're done using it after a couple of days. Yep. <laughs> that would be a good idea. It definitely would be. It definitely would be. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Hour number two. Haven't said that in a while, Gordon. Wednesday night edition of the show. 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. We'll get to your calls in a second, but, and we'll talk about the Jets also in this hour as they face the Indianapolis Colts tomorrow night in the game you hear right here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, pre-game with uh, Grasa and Butter will follow the Michael K show. And, of course, Muddy Lions and Bob Wischuzer will have to call here a little around a little after 820 here on 98.7 ESPN. But, Gordon, you had an interesting uh, question that we discussed. And I want you to give this to the audience because it's fascinating to me. And I'm curious to hear what they'll say. 
Well, you know, there's just been a lot, you know, focusing on the Knicks a lot the, anytime you do. You know that Knicks fans are feeling better about where their team is at because they're not really mentioning the name Kristaps Porzingis anymore. You know, Who? like that's – that's Who? right, exactly. That's when you know that the relationship – you're finally past the relationship, right? You're finally moved on that you're not mentioning the ex's name anymore. So I was just thinking today – like, what was the better case in New York of an addition by subtraction? Was it when the Knicks got rid of Porzingis, or was it when the Giants got rid of Odell Beckham Jr.? Now, Beckham obviously is back in the news because it looks like he's going to be parting ways with the Cleveland Browns. And I put up a poll question on my Twitter page, uh, and at least so far, 3-1, to one, Porzingis over Odell. Wow. And, you know, I might vote that same way, but I think it's a lot closer oh, that's than not, that. Yeah, I agree. It's closer. It's much closer than 3-1. to one. And I think that the tack that a lot of people are taking is that, well, the Knicks got better when they got rid of Porzingis. The Giants stunk then and they stink now, which is completely true. But did, did getting rid of Porzingis – I mean, they gave up Porzingis and basically got nothing back. They got back cap space. Now, it's true they got better afterwards – but it wasn't like that move was the move that was made that turned things around. And Odell, not that the move has turned anything around with the Giants, it certainly looks like that was the right move to make with the Giants by far. Like, they got out at the right time with him. Do you realize, Larry, I looked at some stats today. In year two with the Giants, Odell put up 1,450 in terms of yards, 1,450 yards, 13 touchdowns. Since he has been in Cleveland, now this is his third year there, Mm-hmm. he's put up 1,586 yards. Mm-hmm. Just slightly more than he did in one season. He has seven touchdowns as a Cleveland Brown. A it Cleveland hasn't been available. Brown. No, been has been a hurt lot. a lot. Absolutely. Like, he's had only two games his entire tenure there where he's had over 100 yards. And you just wonder, like, he's a guy that got by on, on freak athleticism. He's 29 years old. He's not yeah. that young anymore. Yeah. So even when he does get cut loose, I'm sure somebody will find a spot for him. The Patriots have been mentioned. Other teams have been mentioned. Um, it just feels like it, he was a thing for a while, and he was a fascinating thing to watch, to catch, all those type of stuff. Mm-hmm. He was instant offense, and all, it, was all, it was all great. It was. But it seems like it's over, man. I, I'm not I, – I, like, I don't know where you're at, but I don't, I'm not all that confident that Odell is now going to go some, else, some other team and, and, and is going to turn back the clock. I just feel like too much time has passed. And, and I, I, again, I think I would probably vote for Porzingis, but I think it should be a whole lot closer than, than 75-25. It, it would be closer for me because Beckham was better for the Giants than – Porzingis was for the Jets, yes, for the Knicks. Absolutely, yeah. He was dominant. He was a guy you nobody, nobody stopped the nobody. The defenses weren't staying up overnight playing the Knicks against Porzingis because he no. hardly was available. But you had to, you had to, you had to defend Beckham when he was here. I mean, so that's why for me it would be closer because he was more effective. He was more part of what the Giants were able to do offensively. I mean, he was a. Gordon, he was a guy that took the top off your defense yes, at any point absolutely. in time in the field, any time of the game. He could do that at any point in time. And, and so Odell, that's why for me it's a little it was a little closer. Yeah, and with Odell, I think it was actual it was it was clearly actual production. With yes. Porzingis, it was always potential, right? Like right. what he can be. He's the unicorn. Right. And he'd have games here or there. 
But yeah, to me, and I'm kind of swinging back the other way. I think maybe I would have voted Odell if I had a vote. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, I would have voted Odell, you know, because like I said, he had, he had such an imprint on that team, all right, when he was there. And uh, Porzingis never had that imprint on the Knicks. He never did. No. He never did. We were just waiting. Could he play a full season? Maybe will he ever be able to play a full season? Uh, you know, what, will, what is his agent going to? How much money does he want? I mean, it was always questions around him. It was mm-hmm. always questions. It was. It was just so glad he's out of here. Um, so well, glad he's out of here. And, and the other thing with Odell was, remember when he was here? It was just well, you know, he's not. He's not a disruptive guy. He's not. He's not. Uh, he's not what he, he's portrayed in the media. He's just a guy that wants to win. Right. Well, what's the mm-hmm. issue now? Uh, he still wants to win. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> but, but, but he wants to get the ball for him. Right. Yeah. No, he yeah. wants to have the ball thrown his way and of fed to him. Of course he does. Yeah. yeah. He's a diva receiver, Gordon. Yeah. Of course he wants the ball. They all want the ball. And and you've got Jarvis Landry on there. Who wants to, I don't have to tell you who wants the ball more than Jarvis Landry. Yeah. No, I mean. <laughs> so, you, so you got two guys like that. Okay. You've got two guys like that, and you've got a tight end who doesn't complain, who needs to get the ball much more himself, Gordon. And the thing that hurts Beckham is that last year when he was hurt, they played some of their best football. In a long time. I mean, it's the Cleveland Browns, so, I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> not a high bar to clear, but, True. I mean, they did play some of their best football, so, uh, and he's been hurt a lot. And, you know, again, yeah. I, was, I was surprised when I realized that he's 29 years old. I mean, it's... It's crazy. He's not a young guy anymore. Football years go by quick, don't they? Yeah. They go yeah. by quick. And all and aside while we're jumping on Beckham and rightfully so, here's also the bottom line. Uh Baker Mayfield Gordon, uh, he just can't he just he gets to a level and he just can't take that next full step. He'll take a half step, he'll take a quarter step, but he won't take that next full step that you need to to get your team to the postseason. Yeah, they. Uh, he was the number one pick in the draft, and remember, yeah. like uh, leading up to that draft, it was supposed to be Darnold, 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 and then like mm-hmm. a day beforehand, it was like, oh no, it's going to be Baker Mayfield, and um, you know the fact that uh, Odell's father is releasing these this video about uh, you know times where Odell's been open and all this type of stuff. Um, you know, there's a there's a saying in a TV show that I used to watch. Um, uh, justify where the, I'll clean it up here. But like, if you go out one day and you meet a jerk while well, you've met a jerk, mm-hmm. but if you go out and you meet jerks all day long, well, maybe you're the jerk. Like Odell, it seems like he's got problems everywhere he goes. So maybe at the end of the day, it's kind of on him. I don't know. Uh, it just seems like uh, he, he's a, for, for the level of production, the amount of complaining that he does, maybe just kind of focus on you for a little bit. It's not the best time. You know, it's a, a bad look, yes. a bad optic. Mm-hmm. When you're not performing, now is not the time for you to complain about the fact that you're not open. And the team and the guy's playing with just almost a separated shoulder. And the quarterback is hurt. You know, this is not the time. You have to do something. Have a big game. All right, at least have a big game, Gordon, and then say, you know, I could have been doing this. I could have been doing this before. <laughs> you can't do it when you've dropped passes. You know, he's, he, he can't catch the football anymore, Gordon. He drops more passes than he ever has. Yeah, yeah, and he's hurt a lot, too. He's been hurt a lot. He's got a lot of drops. Yep. He's got a lot of drops. Here's what Kevin Stefanski had to say about what's going on with Odell in Cleveland. Odell will not be out there. He's been excused. Andrew Barry and his representatives are continuing to talk. So for today, Odell will not be out there. Yeah, I think they're discussing a lot of things. Uh, and, and the truth is, guys, I don't have a ton of details for you. Um, I'm happy to answer as much as, as I can. But I think some things we'll, we'll know more as, as the you know as we go. What kind of distraction? Is he asked to be released? 
Yeah, again, that's something that I think his reps and Andrew would talk through. What kind of distraction is this for you, Kevin, with those videos and every, all, just all this time? Yeah, I think, Jeff, we work really hard uh, in this building to, to concern ourselves with things that, that are going on in this building and concern ourselves with the Cincinnati Bengals, and, and that's really where we get laser-focused on the task at hand. Are you preparing to play Sunday without Odell at this point? I'm really just worried about today, Jake. He's excused today. Gordon, I have a question for you. I'll save it for after the break. I, 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 I want to hear. I want you to promise me you're going to give me your oh, immediate reaction. I, I, the first thing never that comes fear. to your mind. The first <laughs> never thing. fear. The first thing. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesting Damon until midnight. Then Freddie and Fitz will continue the conversation here on 98.7. Gordon, there's only one man that can turn Odell Beckham Jr. around. Send him to Tampa Bay. Oh, uh, look, I mean, if they weren't so stacked with, with people there between Brown and uh, assuming that uh, that uh, Gronk is going to get back here sometime healthy and, and Evans and, and Godwin and the running back, I mean, <laughs> if you gave him his first choice, I know where it would be. I'm sure it would be there. I don't know that the desire is that much the other way, though. Like, I, I have no, con- I have no uh, doubt that Odell has a very high level of himself. Oh, yeah, there's no question about yeah. that. But I think for his career, a Tom Brady is the person that would put him in this place. Well, if they, if, right. I mean, if he can't, <laughs> right, right, right. It can't be and, done. Yeah. And if, and it wouldn't shock me all that much if Odell's like, well, you know, I can, I, we're at the same level, you know, Tom yeah. and I, and yeah. me and Randy. Yeah. I, I'm your Randy Moss. Me and Randy, you right. know, that that's, that's, that's well, who I am. One time, you know, first three years he was on that track. He was. And I, you know what, I, I think what the voting also has to do with, Nick fans were so happy to see Porzingis out of here. They mm-hmm. re, by the by the time it was over, they hated him. Yeah, because and, of his brother. Right, mostly. and and with the Giants, I think it's much more of there were fans that were happy to see Odell go, but there were also fans of Odell, where they're like, how can you be getting rid of this kind of transcendent talent? This is the one mm-hmm. thing we have going for us. And the Giants haven't gotten any better at all. No, <laughs> they, they, they basically stayed the same. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of why the voting is so lopsided. He would have helped the offensive line, though, because <laughs> he you just need to hit the shotgun and let him go. Yeah, <laughs> he'd help the offensive. He wouldn't have to worry about blocking long. That's for sure. When he was out, when he was at his. His his best with the Giants. He was just he was electric. No, absolutely. Yeah, really I just was. I don't know I don't know if people maybe they do because of fantasy football. Odell since he's left the Giants has been terrible. I mean he's not been a good player. I know he's had two one hundred yard games. He's been gone for three years. Did he really miss the Giants that badly? And, or is it now, just circumstances with injuries and stuff like that? Was was this ah. scheme perfect for him? Was this offense the offense that really brought out the best in him? Well, I'm sure that he wants to – I'm sure Cleveland was not his first choice. I'm sure it wasn't. <laughs> Clearly not his representative first choice. It almost feels like the Giants did that intentionally. Like, do yep. you think that the Giants were going around finding the best offer but or they were like, you know what, well, we'll fix you? 
it was the best offer to make them feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. that was as long as he's out of here, we got him and we got something and that's good. And and listen, at least he's not with Dallas. He's not going to come back and haunt us in our division. Yeah, and that's another team that I don't think that would be a would would, would be a fit, right? Like they got more than right. enough Pascal. Although oh, you yeah. never know with Jerry, he he likes the stars. You no, know Jerry, yeah, he yeah. got stars in the helmet for a reason. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, hey Gordon, the Giants could use him this week. <laughs> <laughs> he would be hurt again he, as soon as he touched down. Uh, it's true. It's true. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Gordon, it's Trey. From Brooklyn, Texas. Oh, look at that. He's next on 98. Hello. That's how long it's been since we've had a 10 o'clock show, Larry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sprouted a couple of more great hairs, too, Gordon. I ain't lying to you. Hey, as long as it doesn't turn loose, Trey. Great. That's the main thing. Oh, dear Lord, man. What are you telling? Uh, great Halloween costume, by the way, Gordon. Oh, great Halloween costume. I saw that. Very nice. Well done. Um... We haven't spoken in a while, fellas. Larry, always good to hear your voice, my friend. Always Same good here. to hear your voice. Um, but I gotta say, rest in peace to Ronnie Wilson, Larry. That that was that. Was, I hated to hear that earlier this morning. Man. Yeah. yeah, passed away seventy three, man, from the Gap Band. You know, a lot a lot of your listeners are like, "Who the hell is Ronnie Wilson?" Yeah, just go go to YouTube and listen to the Gap Band. He, he 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 synchronized that sound. He sure Ronnie did. Wilson's a legend. Sure did. So yeah, so rest in peace to Ronnie Wilson. So, I'm not that mad at the Knicks tonight, Larry. I'm really not. You know, this is going to be a long season. Uh, there are a couple of things that disturbed me about tonight. The, it, the, the, we weren't sliding our feet on defense at all tonight. And getting out to that 11-0 hole early, letting North Turner was out there looking like Reggie Miller. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was hard to watch early, and we fought back, but – when you're fighting like that the whole game, it's, it's tough to come back from something like that. You know, they fought, and they have they have spurts and moments, but when those nights happen, that's a defensive lapse, man. And you can see Tibbs was on the, on the sideline just fuming. I would yeah, not want to be those guys tight. tomorrow. His job was Yeah, I would not want to be those guys tomorrow, Larry. That's, that's going to be a – man, that practice is going to be crazy tomorrow. It's going to be um, crazy practice, like, and then I, they'll get on but, the plane and go to Milwaukee and have a, have a long walkthrough on Friday. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, and those are never good coming off a of Thursday practice. Those mm-hmm. are never good. Those mm-hmm. are never good. Bad for the hammies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say this. Let me let me let me poke some fun. That quack down in St. Pete or wherever he is in Florida, that, that guy don't know nothing about basketball. What's his name? Spike Ike. What's his name? <laughs> is that his name? You know, no, I'm, just, I'm giving him a hard time. I miss my uncle Spike dearly. I, that's the way I tell him I love him. I miss him dearly. And I miss Aunt Susan as well. I just had to say that real quick. Man. I, had to, I had to give him a hard time. Nah, he, he knows he's a basketball savant. I know he's probably up breaking down tape. If not, he's going to be doing that very early in the morning with our friend from CCNY. Because you know I know is. Uncle Spike doesn't like defensive lapses. Yeah, those defensive laps things don't work. But before I go, Larry, I just want to say I, I sent you that text with that picture of very me, nice. Chris, and Buddha. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Larry, for doing that because your, your show really brought people together. I flew all the way from from Texas to see those guys and to, and to sit down and, 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 and enjoy those guys' company, and we did that. So thank you, Larry, and thank you, Gordon, and thank you, ESP in New York, for that because y'all did that. Did you bring them any food? See, don't that do that, no. Larry. That's a no. But let me tell That's you what, a no. Wait, 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 but let me tell you what I am doing. Let me tell you what I'm doing down here, uh-huh. and it's blowing their mind out here. 
They've uh-huh. never had chopped cheese down here. Really? So I'm killing them with the chopped cheese down here, and I'm doing them. I'm doing them all types of ways: veggie chopped cheese, falafel chopped cheese, uh, uh, beef chopped cheese. The regular chopped cheese is crazy. It's crazy. When y'all y'all have to come, y'all have to come down. We're doing well, crazy we, things with food down there. Well, listen, continued success, my friend. It's always good hearing from you, and um, we'll talk soon. As we gonna talk tomorrow, we're winning that show. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to ask oh, you. <laughs> get get Moongia on get get Moongia on the board. Get him on. He knows he knows the schedule. No, Moongia no. this level. He got my no. number. Stop he knows it when it's made. It's got to be made no. first, though. This is this is above his pay grade. Yeah, it's above his pay grade. <laughs> Much above. You know what? You know what this sounds like. It sounds uh-huh. like I'm gonna have to rattle some chains. It sounds like I'm gonna have to rattle some chains like my man Scotty Pippen did today on MJ. But we're gonna talk about that another day. Hey, hey Gordon, no, don't rattle any chains. Not right now. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay. Right, no, I got not it. We'll right rattle. now. Okay. All right. All right. We good. This All right, Dre. Thanks, my friend. Chains time. Yeah. Yeah. Not right now. Thanks, not my right friend. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Mike's in Monmouth. He's next on ninety eight seven. Hey, Mike. It's hard to top that caller. I wanted to tie back into uh, talking about OBJ versus Chris. Sure, go ahead. It's unfortunate as a New York fan that neither one of these guys panned out. It pains you to see them leave and to see what happened. It's like neither one of them made it into anything. Yeah, but but you know what, uh, Mike, and thanks for the phone call. At least you don't have the buyer's remorse, right, Gordon? You don't have for Porzingis, oh, watch. He's going to go to Dallas, and he's going to go alongside, you know, one of the top players in the game, and you'll see what he can do. And they're trying to find out what to do with him. So, you know, the one thing is at least when a guy leaves your team and he didn't do well, you always have that little bit of reservation in the back of your mind like, He's going to go somewhere else, and he's going to be a superstar, and we're just I'm just going to be shaking my head that we got rid of him. Uh, not in these cases. No. I, at least Porz, up until this year, Porzingis at least had been productive. I mean, he mm-hmm. scored 20 a game. I mean, you know, he missed a lot of time. I'm not, of I'm time. not sad Always to hurt. see him go, but Always at least hurt. he would you know, produce when he was actually on the court. Yeah. Even when Odell has been on the field, he's not produced. Yeah, yeah. And he's no and, Iron Man either. No. And see, from the Giants' standpoint, I think, uh, Mike, it's a little different because he produced while he was here. Okay? You saw the, you saw what he could be. He gave you production. He gave you – yeah, he yeah he gave you some distractions by, you know, proposing to a goalpost on the sideline. But when he was on the field, he gave you – chills and thrills and you were cheering for him and his and his jersey was selling off the rack all right but yeah you, you know you had some issues with him so you were like yeah let's get rid of him but with Porzingis I mean Gordon he didn't produce while he was here no it was always about potential you it know was always be, always yeah, yeah you know there'd be a game here or there and that would kind of feed into the potential oh look at what this guy can be in a few years he's, mm-hmm. he's the unicorn and all but it was never mm-hmm. it was never consistent not like it was for Odell those first three years no Odell was special mm-hmm. he was special those first couple of years Doug's in Long Island he's next on 98.7 hey Doug hey guys how you doing good all right I'm not complaining about tips. I love tips. This team is relevant again because of him. 
Mm-hmm. It's just very frustrating to watch Duarte play tonight, to watch all these young players play in the league. And I'm not a quickly fan. And so I'm biased against him. But there can't be a Nick fan that can look me in the eyes. Or even anybody can say on this radio, he's been awful. And his spot is just like there. He's on the floor with D-Rose at the same time. He's the one handling the ball at the end of the third quarter, which to me is criminal. And the other thing is, and if, I, if it was bet, a bet put to me, I'd bet a lot that Grimes is going to be a hell of a lot better player than Quickly. And while Quickly's playing like this, I mean, we're an old, you know, we have these veteran guys that you, know, you want to watch minutes or whatever, and it's a long season. This is a full one now. I just don't understand how Grimes cannot get on the court and get any run. Uh, Doug, don't you? But you know about Tom Thibodeau, right? <laughs> he doesn't play rookies a lot. Forward with all these picks and all these young kids, he doesn't play yeah. rookies. I mean, Doug, it's eight games. I mean, it's eight games, and he's a rookie. You know what I mean? Like, but you know. I'm not asking him to replace Fournier. What has quickly done? Quickly shows moments. He's had moments. He gets hot for a quarter here, a quarter there. But I'll go back. I looked at all his game logs. Quickly, very rarely puts games together. He, he's shooting no, he's like been bad. No, no, you're not wrong on that. I mean, he he's been bad, bad this year. Yeah. He has been. He has been. And look, but if last this keeps year, up, he was better. Yeah, if this keeps up, Doug, I think you you might see the, yep. some of the kids. That's for sure. And his team, you know, everybody built this team up as defensively great. The metrics showed this was a very very fortunate team last year. They gave up the most open look threes in the NBA last three, and team shot the worst against them three point wise. And you know everybody's like this defense is just going to come. I I don't see it. And you know effort to me tonight was another night where they got they got beat to loose balls. The second half Toronto out hustled them and outworked them tremendously. I, I would lengthen this bench a little bit, and some of these guys that are getting fringe minutes or the ten to thirteen minutes. I, I, you know, like earn those minutes, or you're going to start losing them, and put somebody out there hungry, and and that's how you get this desire and that effort back. And that's just my opinion. I like to know what you guys think. Thanks well, again, guys. All right, you too, Doug. Well, here's the thing: if you're Tom Thibodeau, you're you're caught between the rock and the hard place. You got to build chemistry. You got new people here on this team, so you got to see who fits in with whom and how they fit together. And so you're working everybody together. They're learning a new defense because, believe me, uh, Fournier. <laughs> Did not play defense where he was. Not the type of defense that he's playing that Thibodeau likes to play here. So you got to get balance. Now, once again, as Gordon mentioned, it's eight games. Can we get to like 20, 25 games and reevaluate a quarter of the season and reevaluate where we are and say, okay, you know what? This is not working. Let's make the adjustment here. Let's pull some things here. But after eight games in a team that started five and one, I mean – can we breathe a little bit? Yeah, it does. It wow. does feel again, as we brought up earlier, uh, the Knicks last year were twenty six and twenty seven through fifty three games or whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, and then they got over five hundred and they stayed over five hundred. Uh, now I'm not I don't think it's gonna take uh, God, I hope it doesn't take that long this year, <laughs> but uh, can you imagine what the calls would be like then? Like, oh, oh my oh my lord. Um, but, you know, there's, it's a transition. You'd like to see a better effort. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the thing that I would be a little concerned with here the last couple of nights against the Raptors, and the defense has not been very good so far. But, um, you know, they're 5-3. and three. They, they could be 3-5. and five. 
Could be. Very easily, right? And then you'd really be upset. Oh, my. <laughs> forget it. No time for Odell and Porzingis questions. No. I'll tell you that. It would be no, uh, crisis I mean, time. I mean, we're ready to. I mean, we got people moving Barrett out of the up, out of the starting <laughs> rotation. We got changes off the bench. I mean, they they they're five and three. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. But I love the Nick fans' passion. No, love that passion. Love that passion. Bing bong. No, 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 bing no, no, no more, bong. No, no more bing bong. No, no, no. That's no. you hitting your head against the wall if this keeps up. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.